Welcome to Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of 40 with sass, caress, and, and kicking ass. Ass kicking hip for you. My name is Angie Bailey. <laughs> and duh, I'm Susie Schubert. <laughs> oh my God. Live talking. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is like you guys don't quit your day job <laughs> don't quit it oh my gosh all right so talk about 360 so we've talked about a star from the 70s and now we're gonna fast forward our tape players maybe not our tape players but you know to see to teen sensation billy eilish Oh, yeah. We watched her documentary called The World's a Little Blurry and thought that as women of a different generation and parents, it would be an interesting thing to talk about today. And this is a documentary on Apple Plus. So if you've got that, then uh, you can you can go there and watch it. And we both have it free because we bought laptops and they gave it to us free. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so cool. So even if you don't have it, you know, you maybe you'll learn a little something about her during this podcast yeah yeah and i don't know you know so many times you can go on youtube and at least find clips of it or something Mm -hmm. like that it's really interesting what's funny about this is my husband was actually the core man was like i really want to watch this documentary i'm like you do do Mm. you even listen to Billie eilish because i don't really listen to Billie eilish i mean i know who she is and i know that she's extremely popular and won all those grammys but I really, before this documentary, did not know anything about her, or I couldn't have told you um, any song that she sang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of funny how that's how I came upon this documentary, is that Corman really wanted to watch it. I and I'm that. always interested in, you know, the musician thing. And, you know, obviously, she's just such a huge sensation. Yes. It's just fascinating to see... What I'm fascinated about this documentary is the fact that, you know, the very first opening of it is her getting her song played on the radio when she was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So she's one of those YouTube sensations. She recorded herself on YouTube. It, it, you know, went viral. Somehow she got it to the radio station. They don't really explain all that. But how, I just wonder, I need to read up on it or something, but how these people doing the documentary saw that from the very beginning and just somehow knew that she was going to be this superstar. You know what I mean? Like, how did they know that? Well, I think that they probably just had, she gave them footage and then they just worked it into it. Yeah, I do. I do because that was just, it's weird any other way. Yeah, but yeah, but why would they just be recording themselves in her bedroom and him telling her? Well, it's because the first time she was on the radio. So it's kind of like a big deal. I guess. I felt like he was in it too, but maybe he was holding the camera. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, I mean, I I know about her. I saw the Grammy episode where she won all the awards. And, you know, I've heard her sing and like I, I watch The Voice, you know, and they sing her songs all the time on mm. there. Um, but I've never like actively listened to her. And like I, 
I know the sound of some of our songs, like, but I couldn't name what the titles are. But I, right. I've always been like really impressed at like how mature her voice is, oh based God. on how young she is, and how her voice doesn't even really match what she looks like. Like, it's just a complete, uh, you know, an, an opposite thing. Um, but I was super duper impressed at like how she you could tell she's a teenager she acts like a teenager she but at the same like time there's this maturity about her where she seems like this old soul where like she's and especially when she's you know recording and you know she and her brother are recording in his bedroom and that and and they are just so professional and they're so young but yet they know how to do this and then, and then they showed her later how she was directing that video and it's like she's was 19 years old and she's doing all these things like and she never even went to school like she was basically <laughs> unschooled like homeschooled, homeschooled but not really you know more of the unschool thing and then and then she just graduated and and she's freaking brilliant yeah and all this started again when she was 13 years mm -hmm. old when she had that first and then when she really hit it big she was like 16 Mm -hmm. when that you know her I think is a bad guy that's the one that came yes. out first uh -huh. and that's the one that she was like 16 and that took the world by storm and so this documentary starts with that 13 and you know I guess that makes sense like you said that's probably just that one little part that maybe she filmed but then it starts with the whole bad guy mm -hmm. and then goes all the way through to her winning those Grammys oh I had such tears it was so because she was so humble and I remember watching on the Grammys Hall, you just knew that they were going to call her name next. And she was like genuinely flabbergasted that she kept getting called up there. And and it, and, and, and I keep remembering that uh, that scene because, you know, they still live in the same house she grew up in, which is just this little bungalow in L.A. that is not at all. It's such a, like a hippie so house, like overgrown and totally. And they were out back with the little sparklers like yeah. when she got her all of her nominations and she's <laughs> like so i just been nominated six times and we're in the still in the same old backyard <laughs> and her mom's like well i think that's sweet that's really nice you know she goes it is it is it's just weird you uh -huh. know it's just like and that's i think what struck me so there's there's a few things about this that i just loved a the simplicity of it all mm -hmm. of her i mean okay i am a trained singer and they always tell you, you know, when you're learning opera and all this, that you stand when you sing and you stand very straight so you can fill your lungs and, you know, all this kind of stuff. This girl recorded her whole entire album sitting on her bed, singing into a microphone with her brother on the computer, doing every, And that was it. Yeah. That was it. She didn't go to a fancy studio. She didn't have some big time person mix her album for her album. No. I don't even know if they still call them that. But it's just <laughs> like, it's just, that is so amazing to me that it's just so effortless. And like you said, she opens her mouth. This beautiful voice comes out and she can hit all these notes again. And she's never flat. She's just, you know, even live, that's always the test when they're live. And, you know, she has some background vocals that are recorded because it really is just a two-man show, basically, and a drummer when they're live. Yeah. So they have to. But I just, her pure talent, her raw talent just blows me away. And then, like you said, her old soul that just gets, 
yes, she's a teenager and yes, she has her diva moments, but she totally understands, she understands this layer of life that I think even as our, being in our age, we can't even quite understand. Like it really struck me how in the audience, it was these young, young girls that they were feeling everything she was singing and they were sobbing. Mm -hmm. And now this isn't, you know, of course, I'm sure there are women that want to be with other women, but this wasn't about, oh, this this heartthrob guy on stage, he's making me cry, I want to be with him, you know. They were literally, there. there's no difference to her even between her and them. Mm-hmm. And like she says, my fans are not, they're not really fans, they're yeah. just my people. Yeah. And that comes across in everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And it's very genuine. with her and it's just so amazing how she struck that that chord with these young girls and of course there are guys there too but it's mostly girls Mm -hmm. and I just find that so fascinating and I also think it's interesting that these concerts they're very mellow like most of her songs are very mellow you know she has some that are more upbeat and fun and dancey all these thousands upon thousands of people are crowding in these arenas to hear these soft, gentle, mm-hmm. meaningful, beautiful songs. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I yeah. think that says a lot about that young generation. Yeah, I do you too. You know what I mean? I do too. I do too. And I, 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 I felt so sorry for her when... Remember when they threw her out there and all these these meet and greets were happening and she didn't know what was going on. And then somebody had tweeted that she was a bitch and all this other stuff. And she's like, don't can I have like a second where I'm down, like an off moment? Because they can't. She's like she's on and she's so grateful and so connected with these fans. So she's under the microscope and the poor thing was thrown into this meet and greet, had no idea what was going on and was just sort of off and maybe didn't smile once and they attacked her. And, Mm -hmm. and so, and then she's in the car afterwards and she's just like, I, as you know, an emotionally mature adult, I couldn't handle that. And to be someone who's got, you know, her brain's not even completely developed yet. And she's having to deal with all this crap. And I just, I felt so bad for her. I know. I can't even imagine. And then she's dealing with this romance throughout the documentary. And that's kind of sad. That guy was a jerk. Like that guy needed to just, she got him into Coachella and then he like ghosted her. I know. Oh my God. That whole Coachella thing. I that was some of my favorite part of the documentary. We're talking about parts that stood out for us, of course, because, you know, all of you know by now I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan and I'm a huge Legolas fan. Mm. And not only Aragorn, but Legolas, that elf. But there's a difference between Legolas and Orlando Bloom. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, Orlando Bloom... Over the years, I've just been like, Orlando, shh, just shh, just look, look good. You can say my name in that adorable accent, but shh, don't speak. (laughs) Don't speak. So there's this whole scene about him. You know, she meets Katy Perry kind of backstage, if you will, offstage at Coachella. And Katy's like, I want you to meet my fiance. And it's Orlando Bloom. 
Well, he's like hugging her and he's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just like, you don't even know her and you're telling her you're proud. It was so patronizing to me. It's like, this is the universe hugging you. (laughs) I was so grossed out. That was later. But the funniest part about it was she goes back, you know, in her trailer or whatever with her friends and her brother. And they're like, you know who that was? And they're making fun of him, first of all, which made me laugh. And then they're like, you know, that was right. And basically she, she figures out it was Will Turner from Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) She was like, that's who that guy was. <laughs> she had no clue who he was. And I loved that so, so much. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and then too. he sees her again. And then she gets she goes, Well, oh. I need to meet him again. I need to meet him again. And so <laughs> then she meets him again. And then she's, you know, hugging him and feeling all, oh my God, my nine-year-old self loves you so much. Yeah, but he hugs her for like a minute. I'm like, enough. enough. You are so gross right now. But I, I just it was hilarious. And and then my other favorite part was how she loved Justin Bieber oh so much God. her whole life. And then not only did he remake her song, he shows up at Coachella to surprise her. Yes. And she sobs in his arms. Yes. And he is so sweet to her. I have to say, I've never been a Justin Bieber fan. I mean, I've never cared this way or mm-hmm. another. I've been a, a hater, but... I just could care less, you know, and he's been in a lot of trouble and whatever over the years and seemed like he was kind of spoiled. But then there was that whole the way he like the things he messaged her after that and how he just really, you know, again, they say like she does as much for him as much as he's done for yeah. her. She's, done, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's done for her. And it just. I'm like, okay, the Beebs went up a couple notches for me after that. He did. And when she was on the radio and played that video of her at 12, be, like gushing over him. And then her mom saying, you guys, you don't understand how much she was just lovesick. She'd sob. Lovesick. Sob. And then of yeah, course, to the point where she was worried she couldn't meet anybody else. I know. Yeah. And then yeah, when he shows up at Coachella, <laughs> like she won't even go near him at first. She's just like totally freaked out. And then finally, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I was like sobbing in his arms. And I couldn't catch my breath and he totally felt it and he kept squeezing me harder. And then he faced, and he was petting her he head. He was petting her head. And then he FaceTimed her at the Grammys. Oh my God. And to me, that was the difference between Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber as far as the way they dealt with her. You know what I mean? It was just this, oh, you sweet little thing, you know, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. We're so proud of you. And then Justin Bieber was just, I get it, man. Like, he knows where she's at right now. He understands what she's dealing with. It's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. It messed him up. Right, yeah. And he's there for her, you know? And it's just... I don't know. It's just, I loved that. I love that too. Yeah. I think probably my favorite part of all of it is just the vibe of her family is the best. Just mm. the best. I mean, they're so supportive of her. And the mom was like, I don't understand how any artist this age could could not have a parent supporting them because they would get so messed up. And they have. And and they are just, they, they obviously love each other so much you know, and they, like I said, they live in this little house that's so unpretentious and she has this dog, you know, and she has like posters on her walls and like, it's just so cute. And a freaking tarantula. That came out of her mouth. Did you see that? I, I was like, 
when she her mouth started opening, because you guys know I have a huge spider phobia. When she opened her mouth and all of a sudden it started coming out, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, my eyes were hidden. <laughs> oh, that was the core man was like, wow, wow, it really just came out of her mouth. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then she did a video with one on her. She was just in her room. Uh, uh-huh. And then it was on her Oof. her shirt. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> God, that but was... it totally makes sense. They probably have like five rats and a weasel and a, oh, God, a bunny yeah. rabbit and a, you know, I mean, it's just like totally. a snake. You know? <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And I and I love how they had to, like, um, how, how they uh, were really coaching her on self-care because she was really in a lot of pain. The, oh, And they're like, God. you know, she had shin splints and she, you know, she... Did she messed up her ankle on stage? Oh, and, that was awful to see. Oh yeah, it was. T- ew, it was terrible. And they're like, you know, you've got to take care of yourself if you're gonna have this kind of career where you're putting your body through yeah. all this. Then you've really got to, you know, take time to take care of yourself. And and I thought that was good. Well, and you know that is the main reason why a lot of those rockers end up on with drug problems. Mm. That's why how Prince died. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Tyler, I read his doc- er, biography and, you know, they run around on that stage, a lot of them wearing heels, <laughs> men and women, doing all, being terrible to their body. Yeah. And their bodies are just broken. Mm-hmm. They're done, especially if they're what in their 60s yeah. and they're still out there. And then, you know, so they take these painkillers so they can get through their shows and then they get addicted to it. And it's really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to see something like that happen to her because she's already in so much pain. I know. At her young age. Mm-hmm. Seriously. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like totally inspired to listen to her music just to, to take it in because the lyrics are beautiful her voice is gorgeous oh. like everything about her is just beautiful and so I'm a fan I am too now and honestly when I listen to her music yeah some of it is that teeny boppy but so much of it really is if you really listen to it it's absolutely beautiful music that is not that is to be enjoyed by anyone of any age it's not just for little teenagers no Mm -mm. you know so i just yeah i think the it was fun to watch and you know coming from that sort of background i mean obviously i was never at that level but (laughs) it was just really interesting to to watch all of that and see the things that she she did backstage you know in her life yeah yeah and i i really was happy too that her brother won a grammy as well Oh, me too he was brilliant and i what i love too about that is that he is perfectly i mean we don't know we don't know him we haven't talked to to phineas but he seems perfectly happy to just let her be in the limelight mm-hmm. yeah totally he doesn't he, he doesn't does not it. care at all no. and, but they're still up there together when they were up on that bed that was so and sweet. she was getting really emotional he's rubbing her back i'm like as far as they're concerned there are not ten thousand people in front of them at that moment uh-uh. they're just brother and sister he's supporting her through a rough moment yes and the whole crowd could feel that yeah. oh my god yeah. it was amazing it was good it was good two thumbs up two three thumbs up for that little Billie Eilish. Aww. Yes, and indeed. Yes, I indeed. wish her the best. I hope she can keep her head above water. And mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, Me too. But it just makes you realize, you know, it's true what the mom says, that teenagers nowadays, you know, every generation says the same thing. 
they all have things to deal with about the world. But I really do think that teenagers right now have a really, really hard time. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. So, yeah. So I feel lucky that our kids, you know, they still have to deal with it, but at least they're more mature, they're older, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, than, than in that total young, impressionable age. Totally. I think, I mean, drugs have always been a problem, but I think they're more of a problem now um, with that age group, especially prescription drugs. And yeah. I also think that um, it's uh, with with COVID, with COVID and everything, like you and I have talked about, thank God we did not have school-age kids yeah. During this time period. And the the level of mental health mm-hmm. problems, yeah. the depression that a lot of these kids are going through now. And because of our country, too, and how divided and horrible everything is. I, I mean, yeah. it's horrible energy, you know. So totally. to be at like like developing during that time, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine it. So, no, no. Wow. so anyway, well, how about and let's go to the ladies room. Let's take a little break. All right, let's take a little break. I got something actually more fun to talk about for my poo. Okay, let's hear it. I don't remember if I've already told you guys because I've already watched it, but I'm re-watching What We Do in the Shadows. And I highly recommend that show. Have you seen that, Ange? We've seen a few episodes, but we're too much fans of the movie. I mean, we'll go back and watch it. You know, I mean, it's the whole New Zealand thing and like that whole, it's, but we will go back and, and, and we are planning to go back and, and give it another try. But it's good. It's good. I just like the movie better. That's true. So it's a movie about these vampires that, you know, live in the modern world. And in the movie, are they in Staten Island? No, they're think- in New Zealand. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying uh-huh. about the New Zealand yeah. thing. Yeah, five, yeah. That's so interesting. So I wonder why it, it moved here when it became a I TV don't, show. I don't know, because what's his name created and directed it? From and New they're, Zealand. Still, yeah. they're still they're involved. still involved. Yeah. yeah, they're in like a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. The original guys. So anyway, these in the show, it's these um, vampire, the three main vampires that live in Staten Island, and they have this big house. And one of the guys, familiar, lives with them, and he's hilarious. And then there's another vampire who is the energy vampire, yes. <laughs> and that is just I so love brilliant. Him. I love him in the office. And then he runs into oh, that woman and then that like yeah. little battle between them. <laughs> yeah, because his whole thing is he's <laughs> since he's the energy vampire, he drains people of their energy. <laughs> so he's the guy in the office that comes up and starts talking to you and he won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time he like drains someone, he walks away and he's like, <sighs> and he's all happy because he just like totally drained. And then he drains the other vampires in the house too. Like he has his little bedroom down in the basement and they... Anytime he just shows up, they're all like, oh, no, Colin Robinson is here. You know? <laughs> and he's always Colin Robinson. He doesn't go just by his first name. <laughs> but I can't even explain to you just like the timing of, of their performances and how funny they are. And it's all and most of it's ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. And they're it's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. So there's two uh, two seasons. And, you know, because of COVID, they haven't been able to get the third season up and going yet. But they are planning on having another season. 
So if you guys just need something funny and fun to watch, you know, like I said, this is our second time around and we're like, oh, you're like noticing new things. Yes. The whole, the show is at such a quick pace and it's a documentary style. So it's very along the lines of The Office or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where there's always like a camera crew around and they often break and talk to them on the couch. Like they talk, you know, to the interviewee and this is so it's just all about their shenanigans trying to be vampires in Staten Island. And it's just so funny. So that's a feel that's a feel good show that I highly recommend that we've been enjoying this week. Well, thank you for that recommendation, Fran. (laughs) That's awesome. And oh, wait, now where did I see it? I think it was on on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Hulu. It's a Hulu. Well, what about you, girl? Share your poop with the world. Well, mine is a little <laughs> cheesy. So I'm, you know, I love a grilled cheese sandwich, but I go through spurts where like I eat them and then I don't eat them for a while. And spurts I eat them, and spurts cheese. and cheese. Yeah. Poop. Ew. So, so, yeah. So I, uh, last week when I was at Trader Joe's, I got this really good sourdough bread, this like the San Francisco style. It's my favorite. And then I got some really sharp, like extra sharp cheddar cheese. So I got that. Mm. And so then um, yesterday and today, I made these grilled cheese sandwiches with uh, that cheese. Oh. And then I loaded it with banana peppers on it. Oh, what a good idea. Because, oh my God. you know, they have a little bite, but not too much of a bite. So it's like... I was going to say, that would give me the poops if I ate too many of oh, those. Oh, I love banana pepper. We put them... Oh, we love my pizza. We put them in our bean dip last week. <laughs> oh God! Now wait, that's not the same thing as a pepperoncini. Uh, they they're similar. There's they, they, pepperoncinis it's can the be pretty mildness. hot. Uh, it's not quite as hot as that. It's not okay. quite as hot as that. It's uh, it's kind of a, it's almost like a sweet hot. So <laughs> like a, you're a sweet hot. It's like you're. In New York. Sweetheart. You have a vampire from Staten Island talking about your sweetheart. My sweetheart. <laughs> it's my sweetheart sandwich. Sandwich. So, Sammy. So, yeah. So, it's so good. And then I dip it in barbecue sauce, too. I got you going on the cheese again, didn't I? That was really Last good. Last time Ange was I here, we had cheese at your house on Tuesday. Cheese and crackers. And Monday, yeah, well, lots of remember, cheese. Remember, that's what we said. We're like, when we can get back together again, we're eating the cheese. Yeah. Couldn't wait to have cheese together. And now we're still on the porch. Yeah. Because, you know, I get my second vaccine on Monday. Yes. Yes. And I've already gotten so, mine. Yeah. So we're about three or so weeks away until we can really start making out. Until we can start making out again. <laughs> Thank God. I've missed it. So <sighs> in the ladies room. Oh, yeah. Get out in the so ladies I, room. I don't know what we have happening next week, but we're... Definitely on a path of greatness, and I'm sure it's a path of greatness. It's going to be fabulous. Always, always, we always find something to talk about. Mm -hmm. We'll never run out of things to talk about. No, 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 no. And so this will be the end of April, I think. Our next show will be towards the end of April. So, jeez, that's crazy. Maybe springtime, something. I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah. But Sounds good. That's it. Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day. That's going to be coming up soon. Oh, you are a bad mother. We're a couple Motherfuckers bad... Motherfucker's Day. Motherfucker. Yes. So... <laughs> So thanks for being here with us on this uh, week's episode of Feminine Hygiene's podcast, where we have a new episode every Monday. 
on uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's pretty easy. And then also Facebook and Instagram and patreon.com forward slash feminine hijinks podcast if you'd like to support the shenanigans. If you want to show us the money. Show us the money so we can buy <laughs> us a sandwich. A Sammy. A Sammy. A cheese sweetheart sandwich. Yum. Yum. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Until next time, love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye. Bye.